welcome to Live in the Feast. I'm Jason Resnick, and for the past decade, I've been helping businesses translate their goals into online success as a freelance web developer. In order for me to accomplish my why as a freelancer, I needed to live in the feast. Now I'm turning the tables around so you as the freelancer can do the same and build a sustainable business to achieve success so that you can ultimately live the kind of life you want. Your goal as a freelancer is to become future-proof. When you control your own destiny, your finances, your own opportunities, that makes you as future-proof as you can be. Look, change is something you can rely on. And if there's any part of your life that you can control all out, it's what you do for a living. Chris Ducker, founder of the Youpreneur community and author of Rise of the Youpreneur, says that he solves problems for people. He built his business such that his personal brand will bring his customers along with him in whatever venture he pursues. When he saw that people were buying from him, not his company, he realized that the personal brand business model was a real moneymaker and generally profitable. He realized that this was the key to becoming the go-to leader in your industry. At the time we recorded this episode, Chris's book, Rise of the Youpreneur, hadn't come out yet. And for full disclosure, I've known Chris for quite a number of years and consider him a mentor and a friend. But regardless of all that, this book is the freelancer's guide to future-proofing yourself and staying out of the famine for good. So do yourself a favor. Go get this book today. You want to start future-proofing yourself today and not wait like I did. But Chris dives deep into how to use this book in this episode to suit your business. So let me shut up and let's dive in. Howdy, folks. So this is the season all about marketing as a freelancer. Most freelancers are solo businesses where we do all the things, right? And that comes with us being the face of the company as well, which can be difficult for a lot of us. Well, today I'm ultra excited to bring on to the show someone who is synonymous with the phrase personal brand. He's built a very successful brick and mortar business, a soon to be, and we'll get into this, two-time best-selling author, multiple podcast creator, and built a number of successful online businesses. In fact, he's the one that gave me the kick in the butt I needed so many years ago. He's the one who coined the phrase, your vibe will attract your tribe, and I believe that to this day, every single minute. Chris Ducker. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, man. And I, I love that phrase. Can we just say that again? Your vibe will attract your tribe. What a great oh. phrase that is. I love it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I say that to anybody and anyone that will listen. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those that don't know who you are, I mean, I kind of gave a brief rundown, but who are you? What are you all about? Yeah, look, I'm just, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I love building, you know, starting, building, buying, selling businesses. Uh, I love, I love working with entrepreneurs. Um, you know, my career has, has kind of been a little varied as it is with a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, we, we pivot as our, as our interests vary and change. And that's one of the reasons why I love the fact that, you know, I've built my business based around a personal brand because it allows me to do that. My audience, my following, my community, my customers, they'll come with me as I go in different directions. And, and so ultimately at the very core of what I do, I'm a sales and marketing guy. 
that's it. That's what I always say. I was, you know, put on this planet to solve problems for people. That's what I do. And um, I, I'm a big believer that if you if you solve problems in the right way and the solutions to those problems are packaged in a professional, you know, well-branded manner, as you will no doubt attest to, mm-hmm. people were happy to pay for it and you, you get the pleasure of being able to put a price tag on it. So that's what I do. But I mean, you know, at, at the very core, like I said, I'm a sales and marketing guy, but nowadays I, I tend to focus more on working with people that are in your audience and, you know, authors and freelancers and speakers and coaches and consultants and all that sort of stuff. And we'll get into all the good stuff about personal brand, because I think that that's something that a lot of freelancers get hung up on. I mean, I would say at least one out of every two freelancers that I talk to say, hey, I don't want to be the face of the business, Mm -hmm. but we'll get into that here in a minute. But First, I'd love to hear about what your why is, right? Like I, I'm a big believer in knowing what the why is. Why did you start a business? I mean, the, we don't start a business to do all the work, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you start a business, you get multiple bosses, you get, you spend more hours and all that stuff. But like, there's always this one guiding compass in why you started a business. And I'm curious what yours is. Well, for me, there was two, actually. The, the first one was kind of the catalyst uh, in terms of why I decided to start my first business, which is about 14 years or so ago. I was working for um, a very, very successful business owner slash entrepreneur in Miami, Florida. And I was fundamentally running the majority of his international sales for him. He was in the DRTV slash infomercial game. And um, I'd been with him for about two years or so. I was making a lot of money. I was doing very well for myself. But away from work, he was great super nice guy, like really cool. We're talking floor seats at the Heat Games, uh, you know, pre-Super Bowl shows, you know, for Prince and, and all that kind of stuff. He was a really, really nice guy. But once the work started, he turned into one of the biggest micromanaging nightmares you can imagine. And uh, I, the catalyst for me in terms of sort of leaving slash, you know, or, you know, quote unquote, the corporate life was I was in Miami for a month. We were shooting a couple of new shows for products that he was launching. I was doing everything from helping with scripts to finding talent to recording voiceovers to, I mean, you name it. And I was just done by the time, by the time the trip was done, I just said, you know what? I'm so over this. I'm so over (laughs) making this guy money. I want to make money for myself now. And I was actually on a flight back home at 37,000 feet. I wrote my resignation letter and I sent it when I landed and, you know, connected to Wi-Fi. And I've never looked back since, you know, that was, you know, within months I'd I'd started my first consulting company, uh, which was actually a sales training business. And then kind of that morphed into a call center. We now have a co-working space. We have a recruitment company and obviously we have the Upreneur brand as well. And so, you know, that was my initial catalyst, the real why behind it more than anything else. And I I talk about this in, in my new book was to become future proof. 
ultimately. Um, mm. You know, I believe when you control your own destiny, your own finances, your own opportunities, that makes you about as future-proof as you can be. True. And, you know, obviously I'm a Brit, and which is why I sound strange probably to some of your... They're <laughs> uh, <some of> <laughs> used to the New York accent. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm not going to butcher that. I sometimes do, but I won't, <laughs> I won't turn into Tony Soprano or whatever. But no, I mean, no, he's a Jersey guy, right? He's not even yeah, New York from Jersey. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so... There's a lot of stuff that's been going on in the UK with Brexit. I think everybody internationally who reads the paper or, you know, watches the news from time to time has probably seen it. And that got me, you know, obviously I've, you know, I launched Upreneur before the whole Brexit thing. But I mean, you look at Brexit, change of referendums, change of laws. You look at, you know, the US presidential situation and the, the country being so darn divided and, you know, this is change, right? And, and yep. change is something you can rely on. My father used to say you can always rely on three mm. things, death, taxes, and change. <laughs> They're coming for you one way or the other. You, you know, how you handle them is up to you. But, I mean, change for me is not a negative thing. Change for me is a very positive thing. It's an opportunity thing. But sometimes the changes can affect us in ways that we would rather not be affected. And I just feel like if there's any part of your life, uh, particularly as a provider, as a husband, as a, as a father, if there's any part of my life that I can control all out, it's what I do for a living. And so, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's the incubus of, of a youpreneur is having that control and making sure that you're future proof. And, uh, you know, that, that's the real why behind everything I do now is, is to help people to become future proof. That's great. I love that, that change is inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, Definitely with the U.S. the way it is now politically and all the changes that are happening. I mean, I'm inquiring about what the tax laws mean now. Oh, yeah. You know, so it, I mean, it's just it's a matter of like you, man. I learned a long time ago that if I could work for myself and control my own time, then I would be able to have the flexibility to do the things that I wanted to do, to spend time with people that I want to spend time with, right. to go outside on a random Tuesday because it's nice out and not have to sit in a queue, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. it's great once you get there. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah. and I think what a lot of people, especially a lot, a lot of listeners is that they feel like they're never going to get there. Right. Like they'll break out on their own. They'll build their own business, maybe work, you know, in a virtual agency of sorts. And then they feel like they're just chasing their tail, like a few years later, three, four five years later. And they're like, why am I still doing the stuff that I tried to get away from? Like, wait, wait what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I had my own business. Right. And when I hear that, I always ask, I said, yeah, it's your business. So why aren't you driving it to where you want it to go, right? Like, why are you essentially not looked at from your clients like a vendor provider or a service provider, right? Like, instead of just a pair of hands on a keyboard or a mouse or something like that, right? And I often get into conversations where they say, well, I'm introverted. I'm not really sure how to sell myself or I don't want to be a face to the company or something of that nature. And I say, look, you're running your own business, you're by yourself, or you have a, a small team that's behind you, but the clients are hiring you. Absolutely. You, Absolutely. Right? Yep. And that's usually when I say, well, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Like they can go out and get another 
developer, a designer, or an SEO person, or whatever it is that you do, but they chose you, right? Why did they choose you? What was it about your personality that connected them to you? <laughs> when, I, when I spoke to you so many years ago about this, you were like, dude, you, you got the personal brand, just be yourself, yep. right? Like, That's do, it. Go out there, do your thing, be yourself. And so I want to know why you feel it's so important to put yourself out there in a very genuine and transparent way so that your business can thrive off of that. Well, the reason why is because people do business with people. They don't do business with logos or with or with brands, even for that matter. I mean, like I particularly in 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 your game, in the freelance game, I mean, people will hire you way before they hire your company. Way before. In fact, actually right. they'll hire you even before the completion in their mind of the work that they're doing with you. They're hiring you. They're hiring your experience, your personality, what you stand for, the quality of your work, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's the reason why you've got, an in, you've got to inject a little bit of you into what you do from a marketing perspective. And I mean, quite frankly, I totally get it, okay? The whole, I don't want to be front and center, I'm not comfortable being on camera, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is, if you're, if you're a freelancer of any variety in any industry, if you're not comfortable with that to a certain level, then you're in the wrong game. Let me just, you know, be real. If you are a freelancer selling any type of service to any kind of niche, you are going to have to put your picture on the internet. <laughs> you are going to have to, you know, from a marketing perspective, be seen to sell, to build mm -hmm. the influence that you, that you want to build, to be able to bring in the business you want to build. And, and so, you know, it, it, again, if it's not something you're comfortable with, then you probably just want to go and work in the cube somewhere. Um, but if you are someone who wants to build a future-proof business that genuinely wants to create opportunity for yourself and your loved ones to have the freedom that you want to have to be able to go for a walk on a Tuesday afternoon or, or like me, I haven't worked a Friday for almost five years. That's great. I mean, bar maybe one or two around, you know, special occasions or whatever. But I mean, I haven't worked a Friday for literally almost five years. It'd be five years in March. And so, you know, when I look at that, and some people call BS on that, by the way, they think I'm lying. And I'm like, I'm not. I can give you movie stubs, literally, <laughs> for years. You know what I mean? And so, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Here's another thing. I'm done by 4 p.m. Monday to Thursday. I work at home. I'm done. I'm out of my office. When my son walks through the door after school, I want him to see me in the living room. I don't want him to have to come find me in my office. And mm. those are the little things, you know, within five minutes of him being through the door, lightsaber battles, let's get it on, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, if you're not comfortable being front and center, the chances are, Putting yourself out there as, as an expert in your field and somebody to work with is probably not for you. But if you are, mm. you must do it. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to start a daily YouTube show or anything like that. But you certainly have to be seen to sell. And I'm a big believer sure. of that. I really am. So what would you suggest to somebody that may think that they're an introvert, but you know, you can obviously, like I classify myself as an introvert, but I've had two, this is my second podcast. I've gone to speak, you know, speak at events and things like that. Like I've gotten over that hurdle. Is there anything that you could suggest to somebody that 
maybe they can try or practice in order to kind of get themselves out there? Well, I, th- I think everybody is an introvert. I, I genuinely, but I think even the most extroverted people have little introvert moments. I mean, I know I do. I mean, we, we, at the end of last year, we, we held the inaugural Upina Summit in London mm-hmm. where there was almost 400 people in attendance. And I remember about halfway through the first day, it was a two day event. Halfway through the first day, uh, we had a little, kind of staff team room um, above the, the main conference hall area. And halfway through the first day, I went up there and I laid down on a little sofa and kind of got into the fetal position and kind of <laughs> rocked myself back and forth and had my little introvert moment because when you've got 400 people vying for your attention you yeah. know, all day, it, it's bloody knackering. I was absolutely shattered. And I'm thinking to myself – holy crap, it's only the middle of the first day. Like, I've got another day and a half of this. I'm going to have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, I think we're all introverted to a certain degree. Some of us allow that that extrovert monster to come out more than more than others. But I think, you know what, being an introvert is not a bad thing. You know, not 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 wanting to kind of be Gary Vaynerchuk, for those of you who don't know who Gary is. He's, you know, he's in your face. You can't go anywhere on social media without seeing Gary and seeing what he's talking about. And so it's like, you don't need to be Gary. You don't need to be Jason. You don't need to be Chris. You you just need to be you. Do you, you know, it's the business of you. I talk about that in, in the new book. It's the business of you. And so, you know, I, I think that as long as you are, open to the opportunities that will come your way as long as you are open to you know the fact that sometimes you will have to become the man or the girl and have people look at you and listen to you and and understand where you're coming from as long as you're open to that the doors right. of opportunity will swing open for you a lot more than if you weren't open to it put it that way sure yeah no i totally agree and like you said the business of you when I joined Youpreneur, I mean, it was like day zero. It was like, First I got day. this, e- yeah. yeah, it was like this text email that you sent to your list. And I was like, oh, this is good timing. Yeah. Oh, I'll sign up for this. Right. But that was the phrase that got me the business of you because mm-hmm. I was, I was at a point at which I had started getting myself out there. I was already on the podcast, but I knew I wanted to do speaking. I knew I really needed a brand for myself and my business. Can you explain a little bit what youpreneur means and I guess lead into like your book, right? The rise of the youpreneur. How does, how does one lead into the other? Yeah, well, look, a, a youpreneur is somebody who builds a business based around their personality and the people that they want to serve. Boom. Mm. That's it. That's your soundbite right there. And so it, you know, that's exactly what it is based on your personality, your experience. I should probably add that in there and the people that you want to serve. And, you know, Rise of the Youpreneur as a title for the, for the book is really about, you know, that this is something that's been happening for a long time, but people didn't see it. They didn't acknowledge it. And, you know, late 2014, after years of understanding the fact that, holy crap, people are buying me before my companies. They're signing Mm -hmm. up with me. They're buying my products, not my company's products. Once I realized that and I realized that that personal brand entrepreneur 
business model was a real money-making business, was a genuinely profitable business model, I coined that phrase. I coined the phrase youpreneur because it is the business of you as an entrepreneur. And so, you know, rise of the youpreneur is, you know, yes, it's a, ultimately a, a how-to manual. We call it the definitive guide, but it's a how-to manual on how to build, market, and monetize your expertise and, and, and ultimately, you know, become the go-to leader in your industry and, and build a future-proof business. But it's more than that. I also kind of see it as just purely for the title alone as a call to action for freelancers and authors and speakers and coaches and everybody building the business of, of you already. It's a call to action. A rise. It's time to rise up my mm-hmm. fellow youpreneur, you know what I mean? And, and, and come out of the shadows and be a little bit more front and center and, and put your message out there into the world a little bit more like podcasting and maybe YouTubes and, you know, start, uh, uh, social media, you know, videos and, and all that sort of type of thing. But really it's, it's a call to action. Like it's time to rise up. Now is the time to do this. If you want to future-proof the next 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of your career, you do it now. You start today. You don't start 10 years from now. And so, you know, that's the incubus of the book is, is ultimately to show people how to do it, but also is, is, is I guess, it's a little bit of a kick up the butt as well, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to read it. I mean, for me, being a part of Youpreneur the past couple of years, it's been a game changer for me. So before we close this down here, I mean, you said you, you left the grind, so to speak, right? The guy was great as a person, but not mm. so much as a, as a, as a business person We're working with him rather. And you left and you, you started building your own consultant firm and your brick and mortar business and all that. What switch flip that said, Hey, look, I could shift my entire business towards helping other businesses build brands. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And I mean, you know, I, I had in, in a roundabout of a way, I'd been doing that for years with my other businesses, you know, with the call center, we, we, we focus on helping people with customer care, uh, customer support, lead generation, appointment setting that. So I'm helping people build or grow or run their businesses with that kind of company with the recruitment firm. You know, it's about finding great remote workers and and virtual assistants. Again, I'm helping someone kind of clear their desk a little bit, learn how to delegate properly, hire the right people to grow your business that way. Um, So, you know, as I look at at the three or four companies that I own, I've been doing it in a roundabout way for a while. Now with Youpreneur, I'm doing it in a very direct manner. And I think that's the difference. It's, It's me saying, hey, I've done this and I've actually help thousands and thousands and thousands of people do it already come to the party because now's the time. And, and so I think in terms of like what made me switch, it was, it was actually a coffee in America on the 4th of July after having a water balloon fight with my <laughs> best friend and his family. It wasn't just me and him throwing balloons at each other. I just want to, um, I was, was at my, Pat, wasn't it? Yeah, my my buddy Pat Flynn. So I'm at his house. It's 4th of July. Um, It's the first 4th of July I've ever spent in the United States. And I've been there a lot. So, you know, I sort of said to him, it's 4th of July. What do you guys do on the 4th of July? And he said, well, we eat 
animals and drink beer. And I'm like, brilliant, I'm in. <laughs> and light and so, off explosions. <laughs> right, right. And so we, you know, we, we, we had a lot of fun, you know, with the grill and the yard. And, you know, we were uh, drinking beer and doing all that fun stuff. And the kids are running around and, and the kids start having a water balloon fight. And I'm like, I'm getting involved with this. This is too much fun. <laughs> so I pick up the water balloons and he does the same because he's very, with the two of us are very competitive. We compete over the most ridiculous things. And so, you know, before we know what's happening, the water balloon fights finish. I actually talk about this, by the way, in the intro of the book. So I won't, I won't spoil it for anyone, but <laughs> it got a little bit ridiculous. Uh, but, but, but we wrapped that up and then we went to his office and we were just having a coffee, just the two of us. And that was where, you know, I was like, holy crap, like these are the people that I actually want to work with mm. for the rest of my career. Youpreneurs. This is, these are the people. These are the people that I want to impact the most. I want to affect the most change for. These are the people that I want to help the most. And so it wasn't hard, Jason, it wasn't hard for me to pivot my focus on this. I was blessed to a certain degree because I already had the following. I'd already been blogging and podcasting. I'd already been active building my email list and, you know, on social and, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a tough pivot to make. But that being said, even if I hadn't have already been doing all that, I would have started. Hmm. And, you know, I would have started to do exactly the type of things that I talk about in the book. And so it, it, it was an easy pivot for me, man. It, it, it was a bit of a no-brainer. And once the fingers had, you know, clicked and, you know, the light had switched to green, I was, I was you know, all out on it. And I have been ever since. That's great. It's funny, but a little water balloon fight will do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. Grown men throwing. It, it got well out of hand. It really did. <laughs> That's great. Though. That's great. So final question. What hmm. would be your number one piece of advice for any freelancer looking to build their brand? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes back to what I mentioned a little earlier on in regards to, well, actually, there's there's two bits of advice that I feel kind of fit perfectly with each other. The first one would be, as a freelancer, you've got to build influence, right? You have to. To be seen as someone that's trustworthy, that can get the job done, that's influence mm -hmm. right there. And so in order to build influence, you've got to be seen to sell. And then rolling on from that, so actually getting out there and and, and you know, marketing your wares. You've, you've got to talk about what you do, what people can get out of working with you, and you know, really focusing in on on the on the value that you can deliver your customers and talking about it all the time. You've got to be seen to sell in order to build influence. And then moving on from that directly is to charge what you're worth. And I know you <laughs> love this quote. Yep. You know, you've you've got to you've got to charge what you're worth and don't apologize and even more so in the freelancer game i find as well because it can be a competitive space and sometimes charging what you're worth and actually going in at a higher price is all you need to do to be taken a lot more seriously and to land the right kind of clients for you because you can sell you know you can sell 500 products and and services all day long. But if they collect a ton of pain in the butt clients for you to deal with on a daily basis, you don't need that. Go in at 750, go in at a thousand, work with less people, make the same amount of money and not having, you know, not be pulling your hair out at the end of the day. 
That's perfect. Yep. That's exactly what I tell people <laughs> all good. the time. Right? Like you, good, good, good. I it's good advice. That, I love that quote too. Charge what you're worth and don't apologize. That's gold. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for your time and generosity today. Where can people reach out and say thanks? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Twitter fan. So if anybody's on Twitter, at Chris Ducker. Um, and if anybody's interested in picking up the book, you can just search for Rise of the Youpreneur on Amazon or you can go to riseoftheupreneur.com. Awesome. And we'll put all the links in the show notes as well. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. 